What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We're going to bring on Michael Babcock. He is a... Uh, senior TMZ sports producer Michael. Hey, you're on with Rick Lewis in Denver, Colorado. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, everybody talking about the uh, the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash. You guys were the first to report it. You guys were out in front of everybody by uh, at least twenty five minutes to thirty minutes. And um, how was that possible? How did you guys get that information? Well, not to go too much into our process, but uh, it started Sunday morning. Uh, uh, Harvey Levin, who runs TMZ, got a uh, tip from someone in law enforcement that uh, he's known for some time, and they said that, uh, you know, look, there's been this terrible accident, and uh, you know, Kobe was on board the helicopter. Helicopter crashed. He passed away. Uh, so at that point, uh, you know, we kind of start working the story and making calls and, you know, calls, calls, calls over the course of, uh, I don't know, the exact time, 45 minutes, an hour period. And, uh, you know, with one of the final calls being to uh, a representative for Kobe and, uh, you know, talking to them and them confirming the news and, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of uh, letting it be known that, uh, listen, we're, we're about to post the story and, uh, you know, they said okay, and uh, that's when we posted the news. And uh, you know, from there, it obviously you know spread across uh, the country and across the world. And uh, it's just it's terribly sad. I don't have the right words to describe just how awful of a situation this is. We had Harvey on the show Friday, coincidentally enough. Tell him we said hello. Um, I will absolutely. Yeah, uh, when when this broke, and, and this is one of those stories where people for years will be talking about where they were when they heard the news about Kobe Bryant. And I was, uh, I just boarded an airplane in Phoenix and the guy next to me took his headphones off. He goes, Kobe Bryant's dead. I went, what? Wow. And, and we hadn't taken off yet. So I, I had my phone and I, I went online and, and I saw TMZ had reported it. And I'm, I was looking for some other, you know, confirmation from, other right. news sites, and nobody was saying anything. And so I wasn't sure if I should believe it or not. Although, I got to say, you guys have been right on stories like this for a long time now. I got to give you credit. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Look, and I, I'm one of the sports guys here, but even when they called me and they said, hey, look, this is information that we just got, I had to ask my guys to repeat it. And I still didn't want to believe it. And you don't hope you're wrong very often, you know, but you don't want this to be true. It's too devastating. It's, 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 too, much, it's too much to comprehend. That's how terrible it is. So even I uh, sort of had the same reaction. Like, I, I hope this isn't true. I, I hope this, we're missing something. We're wrong. I, I hope Kobe is, is still with us, and I hope his daughter and the seven other people are still here. But uh, I, I think a lot of people had that reaction just because it's, it's just too terrible. It's, it's, it's more than the, you know, like your, your mind and your heart can comprehend. It's, it's awful. We're talking to Michael Babcock from TMZ Sports. Uh, also read this morning that the police chastised TMZ for releasing the name before uh, the family was notified. Is that how that went down? 
Like they, the, like the Bryant family uh, like, uh, had been notified yet. Well, no, no, like like I was just saying, you know, when when the when we initially got the information, you know, forty five minutes an hour later, so it had been some time since the crash had occurred, but uh, we did talk to Kobe's representative. So okay, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty clear that the that the Bryant family knew what had happened by that point, and uh, and again, we you know they they said yes, the, you know the, that is that is true in fact, and. Uh, they knew we were posting the story, so I, I think uh, the, the sheriff might have been a little bit mistaken when it came to that aspect of what he said. Okay, I know we don't have a whole lot of time with you, so we'll keep keep moving along here. Uh, you guys reporting this morning that the helicopter did not have a black box, or did looters steal the black box at the crash site? No, no black box. Uh, I, in fact, I actually spoke to a gentleman who used to fly Kobe, same helicopter, that exact helicopter that crashed, and uh, he said that it did not have a black box. I, I asked him why. He said black boxes, number one, they're expensive, and these crashes are incredibly rare. And uh, he said, you know, this is, a, this is essentially like a, uh, you know, a limousine in the air. It's that nice of a helicopter. This is not, you know, some cheap bird. This is a, this is a really nice, you know, helicopter that's known to be safe and for that reason, uh, and, and uh, for the reason that they're not required by law to have a black box, is the reason that they didn't have the black box. So that'll obviously make the investigation a little bit more difficult because they're not going to have all that information that they would have had. So uh, now they'll look at the the wreckage site, and uh, you know, along with uh, some information about you know the altitude and the speed that they were flying at, you know, over the course of the flight and when they crashed, and you know, they'll have to pair those things together with some weather conditions and the air traffic control communications and. And using those things, they'll have to try and figure out what exactly went wrong here. Yeah, it looks like the the conditions were bad, heavy fog. Uh, The police and sheriff departments in the area had grounded their helicopters. So that gives you an idea uh, how risky this was. And, you know, it seems like this is going to be operator error. Is that what you guys are, are finding out? Look, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't go that far yet as to say that, but it does seem like this is a, a weather issue as opposed to being a mechanical issue. Like you just said, it was very foggy that day in Los Angeles, and uh, the LAPD had aired their, had uh, grounded their air units, so they weren't even flying. And, uh, you know, they were flying relatively low, uh, you know, between 1,200 feet and 2,000 feet in what is a very mountainous, a very hilly part of Los Angeles, and they were just flying too low to clear these mountains. So uh, I wouldn't say pilot error just yet, but uh, it does seem like it was weather-related as opposed to mechanically related. I did have a pilot tell me yesterday that when you're flying these types of charters for rich, famous people, you and you know conditions aren't great, but they're going, no, we got to get there you have a tendency to take more risk than you normally would. And that's probably what happened in this situation, I think. Yeah, I, and I've, I've heard people speculate about that, too. I, and I asked this former pilot, and look, maybe Kobe had changed over the years, but he said back in 2014, 2016, when he was flying Kobe, he said Kobe was never demanding. If he was taking Kobe to a game and the weather wasn't, be, wasn't going to be good, he would tell Kobe or Kobe's people, like, you know, we can't get to the game today on the helicopter, or I can get you to the Staples Center today uh, for the game, but you're probably going to have to drive back because the weather's rough. But the point being is that Kobe, at least back then, according to this pilot, was never demanding when it came to, like, weather conditions, that he would let the pilot uh, do his thing, and, you know, the pilot was the expert, and he would trust them.
Yeah, you would hope so. Let's hope that was the yeah. case. And, and I don't know if you guys reported this or not, uh, that Kobe never flew with his wife at the same time uh, for this reason. Yeah, that I'm, I'm not sure about that. That's not something that I had heard, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely could see that being plausible for sure. All right. Well, Michael, I know you're. we're on a tight schedule with you. Uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you guys really do some amazing work. Uh, and in this case, you, you certainly were out in front of everybody on this story. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Michael Babcock, TMZ Sports.